What's up, everybody? It is Chris Aiken from the Classic Metal Show, Aftershocks TV, and Heavy Metal Television. And I am now on Cameo. That's right. If you need a message sent to somebody, maybe it's happy birthday. Maybe it's get out of here. Hit the street. You're fired. I don't care what it is. Firing a girlfriend, firing a boyfriend, firing an employee, wishing them well. Whatever it is, I'm on Cameo. I'm here to deliver the message. I'll do it in my unique way so you can imagine it'll have some profanity in it and it'll be a little bit filthy but that's okay because that's probably what you guys want from me anyway so check me out cameo.com slash chris aiken again cameo.com slash chris aiken book me and i will deliver whatever message it is that you need delivered and it's cheap so go do it all right later What's up, everybody? It is Chris Aiken from Aftershocks TV and the Classic Metal Show. And just wanted to give you a quick heads up before this next video of my uh, probably my most well-known book, Call Me Chris, A Tale of Healing, Recovery, Selfishness, and Resolve. It's a fun one, all right. <laughs> it's about the burn accident that I was in in 1994 and how I came back from it and what a nightmare it was. It's a it's a tough read, but it's a it's probably the best reviewed book that I've had of the six. So I invite you to check it out. Call me Chris: A Tale of Healing, Recovery, Selfishness, and Resolve. Available now on Amazon.com as well as at my website, ChrisAkenBooks.com. You know what else is available right now? This episode that you actually came to see. Here it is. here since we started off that uh, music segment there with some black sabbath sure and uh it's uh the three black sabbath albums tony iomi likes the least okay yeah yeah did you forgot you sent that to me no i remember i i just i, I did did you play four songs yeah all right i'm just lost <laughs> i played alice cooper i played black sabbath i played megadeth i played metal church yeah all right i'm just a little out of it tonight just bleh. all right i'll i'll, I'll wake up <laughs> all right uh tony iomi is the architect of black sabbath although ozzy osbourne takes the bulk of the uh plaudits okay. it was uh, iomi who shaped the sound of the band and brought metal to the masses that's right. Mostly because of that cut off finger of his. That's right. Uh, despite everything they achieved together, the group has had three albums that the guitarist looks back upon with regret. Regret, mind you, Chris. He, he regret, and, and you know, I, I mean, I, I saw this already. And I was quite surprised by really all three of these. All right. I was really surprised that these are the ones he regrets. Okay. Uh, Sabbath will always be remembered for their pioneering instincts, yet no, not everything they touched across their journey turned to gold. While they kept their experimental instincts alive through their tenure and developed a more textured sound as the years progressed, life was never straightforward for the group. Even when Black Sabbath were creatively firing on all cylinders, conditions were chaotic, and turmoil was always loitering around the corner. Now, how many bands has that always been the case with 
Oh, I would say if, if you include Black Sabbath, um, all of them. Yeah, pretty much. You always <laughs> hear about the dysfunction in the band and it was chaotic and it was crazy and not everybody always got along and not everyone agreed and yada, yada, yada. There was yeah. always some kind of infighting and some of the most notorious, greatest bands that ever uh, lived as far as, you know, rock, the rock world was concerned. I mean, I don't think there's a band you can name that hasn't had some kind of turmoil. Oh, well, dude, as we just identified in um, segment one here, a uh, band is a relationship and relationships suck. <laughs> that is true. I mean, I mean, look at, uh, look at a band that, that, you know, for the most part, they kept all their original members uh, aside from a short stint there that, uh, one of the, uh, best known American hard rock bands, Aerosmith. Yeah. You know, they had their, they had their implosion point too, to where, you know, the key members walked away from each other and, you know, a version of uh, Aerosmith was out there. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they, they were able to put out their differences aside and actually come back and, you know, have a bigger career than they did in their first run. Yeah. And they still don't like each other much. Yeah. And I don't think we'll ever see them again either. Probably not. They, I mean, they, they just, you know, there's too many health issues with the band. They are all like 70 or whatever. Well, you know, the thing is, is, you know, there are bands out there like the Rolling Stones who, you know, with, with three of the, three of the core members still intact, they just finished up a, you know, worldwide arena slash stadium tour. Right. And uh, they're what, 80? Yeah. They're, they're in <laughs> that some, range. But somehow they were able to still do that and still sell out arenas or, or, you know, stadiums or wherever it is that they played. Yeah. Meanwhile, Ozzy. Ozzy looks like he's about to die any minute now. Well, we were going to talk about that next. Okay, good. <laughs> but I thought I would start the Black Sabbath segment with this. Sure. According to Iomi, substance abu abuse and a revolving door policy on singers would hamper his artistry. Yeah, no kidding. That's usually what happens. Yeah. Chem chemistry is everything. That's right. Uh, the first LP that Iomi expressed remorse regarding as 1981's Mob Rules. Now that surprises me. Yeah, see, that's that's a great record. I, I think that uh, there are a lot of people out there in the world who were introduced to hard rock or heavy metal. Uh, named that album as probably their their stepping stone. Mm -hmm. You know, it was a it was a great record. Yeah. Uh, Iomi and Geezer Butler were the only founding members of the group who appeared on the recording following the departures of Ozzy Osbourne and Bill Ward. Following the album, their replacements, Ronnie James Dio and Vinny Apice, would depart from Sabbath before returning a decade later. So was that the reason? I, I, I don't know. I, I, he he must have, they must have just not been getting along as a band. And he he didn't like it. So he, Well, but, but uh, they put out the Humanizer after that. Yeah, but they had a long period without doing, you know, don't forget they had all those, they had all of the, um, Tony Martin era in between, uh -huh. which is just Tony and whoever. And they, had, and they had heaven and hell. No, heaven and hell was first. Well, we, oh, okay. Well, but, but they, they had that lineup for heaven and hell though. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying is they had that lineup. Then they came back and they weren't, 
they weren't clicking on all cylinders is what is what I think Iomi's saying. And then it was to the point that that right after it they broke up. They toured and then they broke up. All right. Uh, we were all going through a lot of our problems at the time, most of it related to drugs. <laughs> Iomi admitted to Guitar World, even the producer uh, Martin Birch was having drug problems and it hurt the sound of that record. Well, I mean, again, here here we are, you know, 30 plus years later. It's like, well, why don't you remaster it then or do something with it if if you were not happy with the sound? Well, I don't know. I Again, I, I think this this if this article did anything for me, it just reminded me that um, that artists are kind of out of touch with their own music because there's nothing sonically wrong with with um, mob rules. Yeah, I don't think so either. But OK, um, once that happens to your producer, you're really screwed. Mob rules was a confusing album for us. We started writing songs differently for some reason. And it ended up not using a lot of the really great material. So where is that material? And what's not great on that album? Yeah. So where is that great material that didn't get used? That must have been the stuff that they used for Tear. <laughs> Another album uh, from the catalog that doesn't leave Iomi brimming with pride is Technical Ecstasy. How about that? It would be their final record with Osborne during his first spell with the group. Things had grown tired for the group and they attempted to freshen things up, but it missed the mark. Yep. Uh, Black Sabbath fans uh, generally don't like much of technical ecstasy, Iomi said. It was really a no-win situation for us. If we had stayed with the same people, would have said we were still doing the same old stuff. So we tried to get a little more technical and it just didn't work out very well. Right. Your thoughts? I don't like technical ecstasy either. Personally, I don't think it's a very good record. And, and, and I honestly think that is a, that's one where they were not writing worth a shit. So it was a throwaway album. It, it feels like it, but that being said, it's still better than mo what most bands put out. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, it's, it's definitely the, to me, it's definitely the low point of the, um, of the Aussie era. But it, it's just, it's, again, it's still surprising to me that he looks at the, those records, the, now those two records, as lesser than Forbidden or Tear or Eternal Idol or, you know, things that kind of universally were written off. You know, again, just surprising. So Well, again, uh, you know, everybody has their own... Uh you know, take on their own music, I guess. But as far as technical ecstasy where uh, Tony Iommi was concerned, it was disappointed. Good point. And yep. I'll acknowledge that I'm wrong here, Jacko. You are right. Never Say Die was the final album with Ozzy, not tech, not tech X. All right. Um, finally, the album Iommi condemned in the strongest of terms is Born Again, their only record made with Deep Purple vocalist Ian Gillen. Uh, the lack of chemistry with a singer was an issue, says the guitarist, and this was the only LP they made with his involvement. When we first put out that uh, lineup together, Ian Gillen, Iomi, Butler, and Ward, it was only on paper, done purely by lawyers. See, do you believe that? 
Hard to say. I don't believe that. So, so the, the, he's basically saying that this lineup, they had no input on who their singer was. Come on. Do you, do you believe that? Well, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, read between the lines here and say that maybe the lawyers said, well, you know, Ian obviously is well known with Deep Purple. Now, the question is, is were they on the same label at the same time? Was Purple at the top of their game at the time? And they thought, well, this is a match made in heaven and this will be a money maker with, with, you know, two powerhouses, Deep Purple and, and Black Sabbath, you know, kind of intermingling. Yeah. I, I mean, and I'll from, be that, from that standpoint, I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember. Was that, was that not when, and, and I could be wrong on this, but wasn't that when, um, what's his name? Coverdale was in purple. I thought and, that was in the seventies and Ian and Ian was out. No, I don't well, know. Cover, Coverdale was in purple in like 74, 75. Yeah, 70, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'll agree with him that it's a shit album. Okay. It's, it's a terrible album. It's I, I hate it. It other than digital bitch, it really doesn't have any good songs on it in my opinion. And the production is, is at the um, St. Anger level of awful. I mean, it's really, really bad production. Okay. So that's, you know, that's, that's my thought. All right. Uh, Ian is a great singer, but he's from a completely different background that is Deep Purple, and it was difficult for him to come in and sing Sabbath material. To be honest, I didn't like some of the songs on that album, and the production is awful. Uh, considering the circus surrounding Black Sabbath throughout their career and the challenging conditions that they worked under, it's a miracle that there are three albums on this list. Uh, Black Sabbath albums, Tony Aomi dislikes would be Mob Rules, Technical Ecstasy, and Born Again. Okay. All right. So there you have it. What do you, I mean, do, do you agree at all with his list? Well, <clears throat> the only one that I have a disagreement with, same one with you as Mob yeah. Rules. Yeah, it just doesn't, doesn't seem to jive, but oh, well, is what it is, but okay. Yeah, his music, he can he can call it any way he wants to. Yeah, and he has a different vibe than we do. All we all the only vibe we have is just hearing it. Yeah, sure. You know, so yeah, whatever. Good for him. Now, now, do us all a favor, and how about you remaster "Born Again," or you really find those? I mean, completely remix and remaster that one, and let's see if it could sound good. Sure, that'd be nice. Well, I agree. All right, uh, as uh, most of you, if you follow, you know, the music news of any kind, uh, you know that uh, Ozzy has not been well for quite a while. No. And he's been rather sick. And, uh, well, I guess he got out and about. And uh, Sharon, being his manager, uh, money-grubbing cunt, <laughs> wife, uh, doesn't look like uh, she's help maintain Ozzy very well because she's allowed him to let his hair go all gray. You know, hasn't got the dye job going on anymore. Right. And uh, he looks all beat up and frail. Do you have any photos? Can you post um, any photos on the video stream at all? Ozzy. 
do you do you need the link to the to uh, the story? I got one. I can pop this one up. Maybe. Of course, that's a web P that won't work. Um. Um. Yes, the, the link. Yeah. If you go to the request email, can you do that? Yeah, let's see. Do, 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 do. Add another account. Oh, this is, there we go, requests. And go to the Mark Miller story under monkey cocaine, cocaine monkey. Let's see, Mark Miller. Um, no, that's not it. That's, uh, yeah, it's under, under, yeah, there you go. Oh, my goodness. There's a couple, three pictures there. Yeah, I got him. I got him here. Boy, he does look pretty bad. Um, Stream ER. Share. Anyway, Ozzy Osbourne was in high spirits as he met up with friends in Beverly Hills this week, including Red Hot Chili Peppers drummer Chad Smith. Look at that. Yeah. He barely looks like he knows where he is. Probably doesn't. He's got that look in his eye like Biden. <laughs> is this the way to the bike? I just pooped myself again. Yeah. look at, he, He's even got the little bit of a belly going on. Well, he is 75 years old. Yeah, well, I, I get it. But, but you know, you know, when he was still touring and, you know, making appearances and things like that. <laughs> You know, they, they kept him in pretty good condition for his age. Yeah. Well, he's hurt, though, too, isn't he? I understand. That's what I'm saying. He's been ill for quite a while. You know, not in the best of shape. And it's it takes a it, it takes a quick uh, um, toll on you. Yeah. yeah. He's he's done. I mean, dude. And, and the worst part is he's going to go out and play shows. Jesus. Is he? Yeah, he's going to tour. Let's play some shows next year with fucking Judas Priest. I wasn't aware, but okay. And in some weird universe, he's going to be the headliner and Judas Priest is going to be the opener. <laughs> That's if he makes it. If he makes it. But. Yeah. Uh, the Black Sabbath frontman 73 closed his eyes as he warmly hugged Chad 60. Chad, is that old? Yeah. 60? I, don't, I guess so. Chad Smith is 60 from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, I, would, I guess. All right. And uh, meet... Uh, in a meetup coming nearly two years after they collaborated on Ozzy's solo album, Ordinary It's been two years already. Yeah. Ordinary Man, which was released February of last year. And forgotten in March of last year. Yeah, there you go. Hot off their heels was another friend offering Ozzy who revealed he was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease last year, a helping hand. Ozzy was clad in his trademark all-black clothes while his long hair rested on his shoulders with a hint of gray visible among the brown. A hint. A hint. That's a lot more than a hint. Yeah, it's more than a hint. Uh, the pair were joined by a number of pals who dressed casually for their meeting. He previously told Louder of his collaboration. Uh, Chad came in and we would go in and jam during the day when I would go to work. Uh, I would go work out on the songs in the evening. I previously had said to my cunt wife, Sharon, I should be doing an album, but in the back of my mind, I was going, I haven't got the fucking strength. I really hope people listen to it and enjoy it because I put my heart and my soul into this album. 
Boy, that that picture that you got up there. Yeah, he looks awful. What in the hell does he have in his hand? Is that his a phone. phone? It's his phone. It's funny because uh that zipper on that uh on that hoodie that who, who's yeah. holding him up there? I don't know. It look it looks like an antenna, doesn't it? It does. It does look like <laughs> it, but it's not. It's just that guy's zipper. I know it's a zipper, but it looks like an antenna. I, Ozzy can afford a modern phone. Yeah. That's a big phone. Yeah, dude, how big is your phone? Well, my phone's that big. Is it? Shit, yes. Oh, see, I only got a small one. I don't need a massive phone. And he's holding it from more than halfway down it. So, you know, I mean, if I hold mine up, it looks the same way. I guess. It, it just, it just looks like a, it looks like one of those wireless house phones from the eighties. Well, he probably has, he probably also has one of those super high, high end, um, military grade protectors on that phone because he's, not he's, dropping, he's, he's dropping it all the time he's dropping it all the fucking time <laughs> now him and michael j fox should put out phone cases you know that would be perfect sure uh last year ozzy and his family revealed publicly that the grammy winner had been diagnosed with parkinson's disease it was like the uh it was like that one after another and it's like, whoa, just wait a minute. You know, Sharon reflected, it breaks your heart that he wants to get it to get back. It okay. breaks your heart that he wants to get back. Does it break your heart? Yeah, why does that break your heart? Isn't that, shouldn't it be? It's inspiring that he wants to get back. It's breaking Sharon's heart that she can't make money. That just doesn't sound right. Does it? No. He misses his friends. He's musicians. They're his partners. He misses that life. So why, why can't he, you know, get out there and hang out with his buds or something? Well, he can't afford it. Is that right? <laughs> He's only made a billion dollars in his life. Uh, she added, but with his Parkinson's, he's fine. He's fine. He's got it under control. Okay, good. Following his meet with Chad, a detective was later pictured in the street close to Ozzy's home investigating an incident amid uh, Los Angeles current crime wave. So why why is that part of the story? Maybe he got robbed of more than his dignity that Sharon took from him. Dude, it, it really is a sad case, isn't it? What's happened to Ozzy? And, and I don't mean the Parkinson's. I mean the Sharon. Yeah, of course. That is just sad. Yeah. This guy was like the best, the king. Well, yeah, he well, yeah, of course. He was the king of darkness. Yeah. And he, he went from he went from Prince of Darkness to just being a goof. Ever since that show, he's been a goof. Yeah. Tourists have been advised to stay away from the city as their safety cannot be guaranteed. What why is this part of the story? Mm, maybe they're trying to protect Ozzy. Uh Okay. All right. Uh, Jamie McBride, the head of the LA Police uh, Protective League, the union representing the LAPD officers, told CBS Los Angeles, my message to anyone thinking about coming to Los Angeles, especially during the holiday season, is don't. Uh, Wait a minute. I'm lost here. (laughs) Did it get mixed up into two stories? It's just like, how did we divert from Ozzy hanging out with his buds to how dangerous it is to be in LA? 
Maybe that's why he misses his friends because they're they're so scared to come and see him. I'm confused here. Yeah, I don't get it. But he added, we can't guarantee your safety. It is really out of control. I said it to the people before. It's like the movie Purge, you know, instead of 24 hours to commit your crime, these people have 365 days to commit whatever they want. So whose fault is that? Ozzy's apparently. (laughs) (laughs) This is a weird twist. This is a weird diversion from the story we were just talking about. And this is all part of the story. Well, you know, the media has got to spin, got to put their spin on everything. Yeah. But, but this is the, this is the fault of the, the, the administration that's in charge of, you know, the city, the County and the state of California. But they're making this part of the story, and I don't get why. Yeah, who knows? I, dude, it doesn't make no sense. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, his com- his comments come after the armed robbers stole $100,000 in jewelry from the downtown Intercontinental Hotel early Tuesday morning following a string of smash and grab and home invasion robberies across the city. Yeah, which, again, has nothing to do with Ozzy. <laughs> That that is a weird twist in the story. Why do I think that this fucking non-checking themselves publication had two different stories that got fucking merged together accidentally? And they're too lazy to fucking change it or fix it. Yeah, it's bizarre, man. Yeah. Okay. Now, thought. Uh, you, you got that story pulled up, right? I do. Mm-hmm. All right. There's a video and I haven't watched it because I want to see it on our, on our video stream. Okay. It it's 46 seconds long and it's entitled Ozzy Osbourne expresses relief after getting his COVID vaccine. Oh, And and he's like all mangled up in bed next to that skank wife with dogs and shit laying in their bed. It's like, who wants to see this? Who do they think they are? John Lennon and Yoko Ono back in 1970. Give, give peace a chance. Give bats a chance. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Look at that mess. Who wants to see that? Not me. Well, we're going to see it anyway. <laughs> we'll look at it anyway. But... It's just like, it's like a train wreck. All right, where is that article? It's down below. It's down oh, below. No, I see that. I'm, I'm talking about in StreamYard. Why is it not showing the article? Share screen, upper tab, do, 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 Ozzy, there it is, share, and then we'll go to here, and we'll go play. Have the vaccine? Hey. Yeah, you, of course. Well, he says course, he only had it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's it? Oh, there's more. I just hate Ozzy and Sharon together. And and who who are these people? I don't know, some fucking yahoos. I'll rewind it and start it over. I don't want you yeah, to miss it. Like the view or, or something? Yeah. Loose, or, or loose the... women. That's what it says. Loose women. Loose TV. women? And it must be something in the UK or something. Have you had the vaccine? Hey. Yeah, you. Of course. 
it says cause eodiadic yes so how 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 did it feel ozzy to get the vaccine that might you know hopefully mean that you can get back to leading a bit of a normal life hopefully you should have been stabbed Oh, uh, she was, your mom when we saw yesterday, but she said it was just, I'm glad I got it, you know? Yeah. Do you feel relieved? What the hell? <laughs> I think he got it in the brain. Good Lord. Well, how do you feel about getting the vaccine that will hopefully, so more or less what you're saying is, I really doubt whether it's really effective, but. You know, hopefully it'll work. Uh, they tell us it's going to work, but who knows? Well, Ozzy's response was perfect. He said, Thank you, Ozzy. Ozzy Osbourne, everybody. Right, let's hear what else Ozzy has. Yeah, exactly. Let's hear that again. Jesus Christ. Let's try Ozzy again. So how 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 did it feel, Ozzy, to get the vaccine that might, you know, hopefully mean that you can get back to leading a bit of a normal life? You should have been stabbed. She was your mom when we saw yesterday, but I'm glad I got it, you know. Yeah. Do you feel relieved? Do you feel relieved? Absolutely. Uh, as soon as I got it, I felt relieved. Oh, Jesus. You remember Chris Chris Porter saying about getting the tattoos and making a sleeve? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. When you get old, people are going to call you Grandpa Dark Arms. Yeah. That, that's Aussie. Look, look, at, look at his right arm. Yeah. Got it, you know? Yeah. Do you feel relieved? <laughs> Do you what? feel relieved? Absolutely. What's all over the bed? It looks like a dead bird. <laughs> it's it's like a it's like a, a heart blanket or something. Yeah, I mean I think that's supposed to be rose petals, but it looks like dead bird feathers. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I guess yeah, that's what that is. That's like rose petals. Yeah, it's it's supposed to be, but it looks like dead birds. <laughs> It's it's just, but but look at look at his right arm. Yeah, he's got it's, a bunch of bad tats. Yeah, it's Grandpa Dark Arms. Here's my question: Why in the fuck are they doing this video from bed? I well, again, this is like like I said, this is like uh, doing a bed in like uh, like Yoko Ono and John yeah. Lennon did back in the seventies. Well, but it just screams to me that he's too sick to sit in a fucking chair. Yeah, and then then he can't understand what the fuck they're saying. What? 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 Huh. They want to know. Did you enjoy the vaccine? Ah! <laughs> oh yeah! But I like the skepticism of the interviewer saying that will maybe hopefully allow you to get back to normal, and 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 it's like the jury's still out on this one, right? All right, now here's the real question. After hearing this, yes, who's going to perform better next summer, Ozzy or Vince Neil? 
Vince Neal. <laughs> By a lot? I don't think so. Vince oh. Neal doesn't pronounce words either now. Yeah, I know, but holy shit. Hey. Oh, God, that is not a good look. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with these people? <laughs> Who came up with this attitude? And we're going to go live to Ozzy's bedroom and talk to Ozzy, who's in bed with Sharon with rose petals on the blankets. Hey, what are you doing? You hang Hey, you hang They got their fucking dogs all over the place. Yeah. Ugh. Dogs, teddy bears. How many dogs are on that bed? It looks like a three dog night. I think I think Sharon's got one in her lap, and there's one laying up on the pillow, and then there's one laying at the foot of the bed. Yeah. Look, look at that. Yeah. Two, two. Two. Three. Two and Sharon. Oh, yeah, and three down here. <laughs> That's four. Four. And where did Sharon get those pajamas? The 50s? Yeah. Jesus, what? What'd she do? Fucking raid the Lucille Ball fucking counter? Well, those are man-jamas. Those are terrible. And you know what? No offense, 70-year-old Ozzy, but put on a fucking shirt. Well, that's kind of where I was trying to go with all this. <laughs> I mean, holy shit, dude. It's like, eh, Ozzy's in bed with Sharon. No one wants to see their tattooed grandfather laying in bed. Yeah. At least Sharon had enough sense to put on her man jammies. <laughs> man jams. I mean, Jesus. What is Ozzy doing? In lock they're in lockdown. It's like why why are they in lockdown? Crane train. I think I London know. is in lockdown, isn't it? Who? London. I don't know, is it? I think it is. For what? Because it's scary over there. Is it? Of course it is. is it? It's very scary. To see Australia has uh, has COVID camps now. That's good. Do you see that? No, I don't pay attention. Of course you don't. I don't care. I'm not going to Australia. I understand, but those that's like the harbinger of things to come. As long as it can come through a hail of bullets, I'm fine with it. Because that's what it's going to come through to get to me. Ugh. The fuck is wrong with this place? Yeah, this terrible. world, this world has, has just turned upside down in a matter of 18 to 24 months. Well, at least 11 months. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking Biden is a fucking turn. Well, I'm talking about the world, not specifically the U S no, as much as I was not a Trump fan, he at least held off a lot of this shit. Well, that shit is gone now. Oof. But, uh, well, there you go. There is the Prince of Darkness. Darkness. <laughs> in bed. Ooh, Grandpa Dark Arms in bed. Exactly. Here's our guest, Vince Neal. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, boy. It does not do well to be 
to be going out to see these high dollar tour. How much does this tour going to cost too? I don't know with, with Judas priest and Ozzy. Yeah. I mean, that's gotta be a hundred and a half, right? At least well, that's on the low end. Yeah. So figure 200 bucks a ticket to see a B version of Judas priest. They still, they still sound pretty good though. I don't care who's in the band. They sound good, but Ozzy, come on. Now, Zach, I'm sure will be on that. They got to have Zach on that tour or nobody's going to that. So at least the guitar playing will sound good. The band will sound good, but man, Ozzy sing with tracks. You think? Yeah, absolutely. Has to, to, right? That's, I think that's got to be a requirement at this point, doesn't it? At this point, they'll probably have him singing in a hood. So you can't see his lips (laughs) moving in the right places. Right. That'd be funny if they had him come out in like a beekeeper hood, just so you can't see if his lips are even moving. Sure. Just had him stand there or sit. Will he stand for the whole tour? Do you think that guy could stand for 90 minutes? Well, will he, will he stand for 90 minutes or will, will he fill Collins it? That's what I, I wonder. I wonder if he'll, he'll go all Phil Collins. I know he's not going to do the fucking frog jumping anymore. Come no, on. No, it's not. I just, break, is he going to break out the fire hose or the buckets and start dousing the crowd? He'll probably start dousing the floor to move that chair around the stage. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way he'll be able to move. Right. I, dude, it, it's really bad. Just retire. Why does Ozzy need to go out one more time? I don't, I don't think he does. He's already done his farewell tour. Admittedly, it wasn't a true farewell, but who cares? Do we need to see that? Well, th- this will be for, at least for me, and and I and I think that you probably might agree, th- this would be like going to see Genesis. Yeah, there's and no it, way. It's like seeing a, like a completely diminished version of what mm-hmm. we remember the yeah. good times to be. There is zero chance I would go see this tour. Zero. Free tickets even wouldn't go. Wouldn't go. No way. I I don't want to. I don't want to. I've seen two different farewell tours for Ozzy. That's enough. He was still good then. As good as he ever was. He was never that good. But. Dude. Man. The last last time I saw Ozzy was what? 96 on the Osmosis tour. Right. What was that? That was the last time I saw Ozzy. Yeah, I mean, dude, I, I saw him on Osmo. No, we saw him after that. No, me. I thought I saw him with you with Corn and Deftones. That was the Osmosis tour. Was that all the way back to Osmosis? Yeah, yeah. Man, time is flying, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, see you on the other side, pal. Yeah, well, the other side's getting closer by the day. Look at that. Look at that. Two decrepit fucks together, hugging while they could still stand. Or holding each other up. Right. Might be a current photo. (laughs) Dude, that's just sad. Seeing that picture makes me sad. Yeah. It's like, God damn it. You see this picture and then, you know, I, I heard the... The reviews last week or two weeks ago, whatever it was, that Genesis was here. And I was like, even I talked to Wardlaw this week and I asked him about the show. Did he go? Yeah, he went. Okay. And he said that um, 
it sounded unbelievable. He's glad he went and that the visual was unbelievable. Like they really went crazy with the visuals. So they stepped up like the lights and the, yeah. you know, the, the media and everything on the stage. Yeah. And he said, all of that said, it was very depressing to see. Yeah, of course it is. All, all crumpled up in his chair. Apparently it did sound good. Well, I, I've seen some of the video, and yes, he sounded good, but there, there's nothing attractive about seeing this old guy all hunched in a chair. <laughs> I know, it just looks terrible. And <laughs> and what's even worse is, and Wardlaw agreed with me fully, he was like, how can they spend millions on production and sit him out there in a fucking office chair? Yeah. How could they not? Yeah, at least they could have borrowed Randy Trask's diesel chairs. Yeah, the diesel chairs. <laughs> I mean, that would have blocked out the drummer, though. That thing's so goddamn big. But why couldn't they have done something cool like the uh, the Guns N' Roses chair? Yeah, the, or, the, the axle chair. Or just do some, put it on a riser or something. Yeah. Have the fucker rise up and down like a Kiss concert or something. Sure. Buckle fill in. You know, <laughs> just have him sit down and buckle him in like it's a... Like it's a, it's um, like a, a ride at Disney World, <laughs> ride at Disney or a or a um, parachute or something. Yeah, just hook him in and have that thing go up and down and maybe tip upside down when he's singing something. Like um, maybe when he's singing um, illegal alien, it could tip upside down like he's flipping over the fence or something. Sure, sure, that would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, at least you could make some kind of theatrical thing out of it. Yeah. I mean, that would be fantastic. Borrow Tommy Lee's kit. Have him have him float around singing the songs on the roller coaster. <laughs> that would now that would be a tour. Now that would be worth seeing. Sure. Would you wouldn't you go see that? I would have gone yeah, to see I, that. I mean if yeah, I mean if if you made the you know, the the you know, obviously the guy has has his physical issues, but uh, you know, in today's day and age with all the animatronics and shit. Yeah. And since they're spending all kinds of money on production anyway, why don't you just kind of like, you know, give him some kind of a circus ride? Yeah, something. <laughs> now, that would that would have been awesome. I, now that I would have gone to see. Yeah. I would have chipped in my 200 bucks to see that. Sure. They would have floated Phil around the stage some. Right. You know, that, that would have been cool. Instead, they just went into the fucking, you know, the tour manager's office, grabbed a chair and a fucking... $30 Ikea table and set it up next to him for a bottle of water and said, okay, dummy, get out there and croak out your songs. Get out there and make me some goddamn money. All right. Stop talking in the voice of his ex-wife. <laughs> My nephew texts me hearing about Ozzy reminded me of Doug Stanhope's no refunds impression of that old boxer, Jake uh, LaModa. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yes. He was talking about him. He says his 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 Jake Lamoda's wife put on some kind of production where he was she was singing the boxer from uh 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 was it uh Simon and Garfunkel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> the old guy stands up there. <laughs> That's Phil. That's Ozzy. <laughs> the saddest part though is is it's also Vince Neal. Yeah. I mean, dude, isn't Vince, Vince is getting into this category, isn't he? Well, falling it, off the stage and everything yeah, else. Well, the, again, you know, Vince, 
you know, Vince, Vince is what, 62, 60 or 62. These guys have got 10, 10 years on him. This is 60, 60. So they got 10 years on him and and he's a physical wreck. Yeah. And falling it. But I mean, he's, he's already fallen off stages and stuff. He's how long before he's in the chair. Yeah. Wheeling out there. Uh, while slaughter plays dr feel good <laughs> you know what i want i probably wouldn't mind him being in a chair at least then he wouldn't be out of breath right maybe he could sing the whole songs listen Vince, you got nothing else to do except sit here in a chair so just concentrate on the lyrics will you yeah now that see i wouldn't you be okay with that I would rather see that from Vince than what he does. What would you rather? Incoherent vocals or sitting in a chair and sounding half decent? Uh, I would say sitting in a chair if he could actually sing all the words. Yeah. See, me too. I I mean, he, and it's funny because his cheerleader, Eddie Trunk, was trying to say that he sounds a lot better, that he's working very hard and he sounds a lot better. And then I saw video from him after that Eddie thing, and he sounded just as bad as ever. Right. I was like, Jesus. The what what has to be killing, killing Nikki Six is that he's out there playing gigs. Yeah. And devaluing the tour. Yeah, because you know, people need to be wanting to hear those songs live, and he's out there out there playing them live. Yeah. Poorly. Yeah, I mean that's got to be killing. Why is Vince touring? Doesn't he have enough money? Didn't didn't the last decade of Motley Crue playing arenas and worldwide? This guy should have millions of dollars banked away. Why is he out there playing live shows? Because he's pissed it all away, probably. Uh, Vince is probably the only thing I can possibly think of is that Vince has pissed it all away. You think he? Blue millions and millions and millions of dollars. I do. Because he's invested in some real belly up shit. Remember he bought an arena football team? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That didn't last, but last like a year. A season. Yeah, a season. But but he probably paid a shit ton of money for that. And he sang the uh he sang the uh national anthem on the opening night, right? Yeah, yeah. Which that had to be. Oh, and sure that's what it sounded like you know he he did he did that didn't he have restaurants that failed too he did he had dr feel goods and all kinds of stuff in las vegas and and he's had a couple of divorces and i'm quite sure knowing how this guy operates none of them had prenups so he lost his ass there He probably had to pay those people that he maimed and Razzle's family for killing him. I mean, this guy's done a lot of fucked up shit that costs money to get out of. Yeah, but that's a lot of money, though. Dude, he's probably spent more in attorney fees than me and you combined have made in our lifetime. Yeah, I would would agree. I mean... Serious number? Do you think he spent ten million dollars in legal? Well, he, he he made at least ten million dollars in a year. 
I know that, but I'm just saying he spent. Oh yeah, yeah, easily, easily, legal, just in legal. You know, why doesn't he just buy Golden Corral? <laughs> That's clearly what he wants to own. Why doesn't he just buy it? Right. Or even just one franchise of it near his house. <laughs> That's what I don't get. Yeah, I'm looking. He has three divorces. So three divorces, all with fucking alimony and, you know, settlements and whatnot. That's not cheap. Plus an arena football failure, plus a fucking chain of restaurants failure. Dude, he's whacked out a bunch of money. You know, and he keeps getting paid. That's what's crazy. Motley Crue last week signed for, sold their catalog for, I don't know, $150 million or some shit. So he gets a chunk of that, 30 million or no, 40, just under 40 million, right? Well, so I mean, he gets a quarter, but that, <laughs> but I think Mickey six probably gets the lion's share of that because True. he wrote most of the songs. But even if he gets 10 million, that's 10 million for doing nothing. Yeah, I agree. It's 10 million for fucking embarrassing the band by playing solo shows. <laughs> Hail and kill caller. You're on the air. Ha, 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 hee, ha. Hail and kill, guys. Hail and kill. Uh, I was just listening to that segment early this week on the 24-7 stream, so I had that on my mind uh, since we're uh, on topic with that. But um, this is uh, Metal Drummer 777. I just want to give in my two cents, um, diverting back to that Aussie thing. Um, I would pay for that ticket only because... Um, I'm more of a younger listener, and I never got to see Ozzy back in the day. So, since he's one of those artists that got me into heavy metal. All right, um, hold on, hold on, dude. I'm going to ask you straight yeah. up, because I'm yeah. fascinated by your take here. So, seeing a shitty version of somebody that you know used to be good is good enough for you to shell out $200. I would only because I would get to say that I actually got to see Ozzy Osbourne perform. Well, I'll tell you what, dude, send me $50 and I'll let you say that. <laughs> <laughs> What's your PayPal? <laughs> <laughs> so, so just, just the fact that you got, even if Ozzy didn't even sing one note and he came out on stage and greeted the crowd just so you could say, I saw Ozzy live. Would that be worth it to you? For the $200 and the beekeeper outfit? No, that would not be. Well, <laughs> let, let's just say his band came out and say that he had a suitable uh, replacement singer. But, but he was just like, I'm going to pass the torch. I can't perform like I used to. I got this new hot performer. He covers me well. Uh, enjoy the show. Would you? Would you go just because Ozzy was there and he came out and addressed the crowd? If he looked like he's actually performing, even if he's sitting down, I love Phil Collins. Yeah, I would do it. But he has to actually look like he's singing or doing something, not just sit around. You know. So so if so if he danced like a puppet on a string, you'd be happy with that. I would. I'd wow. Okay. 
Well, again, is it because of the legend of Ozzy you would do that? Um, I think it's more personal. Like, I was just personally influenced by his music, and that's what got me into heavy metal. So maybe that's just for me, you oh, know? So, so it's a nostalgia for you. For sure. All right. So, so you're willing to pay $200 for nostalgia? I am. Okay. All right. I get that. I sort of, I'm not saying that I would do that, but I get that. But here's the thing. If I had seen, for example, the last seventh show here in San Antonio, um, with Ozzy, I would not be willing to pay the $200 for the next tour. So. So you, so you just want to see Ozzy live just in person for one time in your life because you haven't ever seen him before. Exactly. Okay. I think you're nuts, but okay. <laughs> I, I I just, I, I would see here. I, I'm going to play devil's advocate because this is the way I'm looking at it. Now I have, uh, and, I, and I'll tell you straight up, I've seen Ozzy at least 10 different times. And, and you met him very briefly. And I have met him. And I have met Ozzy extremely briefly. Yeah. But my thing is, if my only time that I was ever going to see any artist, Ozzy or anybody else, was a bad time, I don't think I want it. I don't want my only memory to be of this guy sucking. That would be that would I be do, more depressive. That would be so depressing. I do remember you mentioning in an earlier segment years ago that you did see Ozzy, I think, with Corn and the Deftones, and mm -hmm. it was like Luster as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's would been Luster for a long time. But would you prefer to see that, or would you prefer to see him now? That's like saying, would I rather have cancer in my left lung or my right lung? Neither <laughs> one is really appealing. <laughs> That's a good point. You know, I, 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 I just, you who's never seen him, you still have yeah. the image of whatever you've seen on YouTube, on videos, live, you know, TV, whatever, of Ozzy being good. That's all you have. So in that's my true. mind, that's in my mind, that's better than having that ruined by going and seeing, hey, hey, oh, eh, eh, oh, eh, oh. That would drive me crazy if that was the only impression that I had. That's true, but at the same time, there's so many artists in our genre who are, you know, getting to that age and they're not performing. As well as they used to. And honestly, I haven't been to a show in a long time. But a lot of those artists, you know, if I did attend whatever upcoming shows um, were to happen, I think they would have, I mean, not at that Aussie level um, performance, but it would still be lackluster compared to what it was in their heyday or even 10, five years ago. No, you're right. No, you're, you're, and this is this. You see, now you're digging into one of my pet peeves, which is these guys still charge full price plus, and they're not giving you a full price show. 
And that is just shittier than shitty. You know, pick a band. I don't care if it's Friends. I don't care if it's Dokken. I don't care if it's Rad. I don't care if it's Ozzy. I don't care if it's Vince Neil. Pick any band from the genre that does not perform like they did in their heyday. And every one of them is charging more than they charged in their heyday. And that makes me personally crazy that, and I'll bring up the Metallica one, who's, you know, arguably one of my top two favorite bands ever. I paid a two, what was it? $200 or $150 a ticket, whatever it was for the, for the hardwired tour. And they sucked Mm -hmm. point blank. They sucked. And I've seen Metallica 42 other times play better than that for cheaper. And that my last memory of Metallica live is going to be that it's not going to be day on the green. It's not going to be, you know, some of those black album shows, it's going to be a shit version of the concert. That's my last impression. And that, that kind of blows. But you know, what's interesting. I'm going to think of another band and I take it back. I actually paid $40 for the, um, Kiss concert at the New Year's Day last year in Dubai and I have seen Kiss before and the first time I saw them in 2008 Paul was terrible and this last time that I saw them in New Year's Day they sounded excellent and probably because of the backing tracks but my impression of them was that they were on top you know Fair enough. Hey, again, dude, I'm not trying to convince you not to go. I mean, look, I'll just I, here. I'll give, you, I'll give you the quick sell on the Ozzy Osbourne. At least you're going to see Judas Priest. Well, and while that's not technically really Judas Priest anymore, they still sound damn good. And see, that's the thing. I haven't seen Judas Priest either, so it would be uh, two breaths in one shot. Yeah. So, I, I mean, go, dude, go to the show. I, I'm again. I'm not telling anybody not to go to a show or anything. I just. For me personally, there's a lot of reasons I wouldn't go to the show. And the biggest one is that they're charging you full price for something that is just half of what they used to give. And that blows. I agree with you, you know, but it, you know, you drink a couple of beers and just, you know, <laughs> enjoy it for what it is. <laughs> you know what, uh, Mike? How, how, how old are you? Uh, 26. Oh, yeah. You are a young guy. You know what you do, dude? You drink a couple more beers and you fucking put it on a big screen from a DVD from 1984. Now you're talking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you get the classic stuff. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. When they were good. Yeah. Yeah, and if you don't have it, a chick, hire a hooker so you can finger her while they're playing their music. That's right. I'll have to hire three of them. Three of them. Cooking. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Don't argue, Neely. That's a good plan. Three whores. <laughs> Three whores and kiss on DVD. Sounds like a good night to me. Yeah. Amen to that, my guys. Uh, by the way, Chris, send me your PayPal. I'll send you the 50 bucks. So. <laughs> oh, you're not sending me 50 bucks. Stop it. Buy a cameo. Here. You want to send me money, so buy, buy a cameo. At least then I have to deliver something. Right, exactly. I'll, I'll actually might be uh, able to take you up on that. <laughs> there you go. That's only 10 bucks. Yeah. And you get, sure. and you, and you get Chris right in your face. 
That's right. Yeah, it's a steal. Yeah, well, there you go. Cameo.com slash Chris Aiken. Wow, look at that. Now you know where to go, guys. Uh, <laughs> that's my manager. <laughs> yeah, I'd say. <laughs> All right, hail and kill. Oh, there he goes. He's out. All right. Well, this I got this. Ooh. Let me put that on the big screen. Let me put you on the screen. Wow, pow, look at that. There it is. So everybody signed theirs in silver, and Ozzy, of course, had gold. Of course he did. But, yeah, I got to meet the originals. Man. Look at you. I have exactly zero autographs from them. Yeah. I gave I gave Ozzy my Metal Edge magazine. Man. Featured him on the cover. Uh, I just want to answer Demon in the chat room. Do I do dirty cameos? Absolutely. Yeah, he does anything. He whores himself out for 10 bucks. I really do. I dude, the first one that I did was so ridiculous. The guy did did I tell you this? No, you didn't tell me. You just told me you had signed up for the cameo thing. Yeah. I I did my first one. The guy wanted me to do a pep talk for using the tuning of E flat minor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and I and I did it. Let me see if I can. Pull. I think I did it on this computer. Hold on. I'll share it with you. You know, I I was told I'm allowed to play these on the show. So I actually asked. I actually asked if I'm allowed to to play these on the show because I didn't know if, you know, when they spend their 10 bucks, if it's theirs or if it's still mine, but I'm told it's always mine. Um, let me find it here. Where is my cameo? God damn it. Desktop. Oh, users, Chris. This is one thing that the Mac does not do nearly as well as the fucking PC. That is the cameo or the um, file. The files is just a pain in the ass. Okay. Here we go. Cam, this is, here you go. This is the, let's go take a minute. Hey, what's up, Karsten? It is Chris Aiken from the classic metal show and heavy metal television. And man, I got your cameo request and I could not be happier to see that somebody else besides me is hip to E flat minor. I mean, it is by far, by far the best key in all of music, by far. And, you know, the interesting thing is when I had uh, band people and, and musicians pitching me to do my song Scars that you can find out there on YouTube, I was talking to all these different musicians and I was like, you have to be tuned to E flat minor. I don't want any detuning. I don't want any of that fake heavy bullshit that corn or bands like that have used to try to make themselves heavy when they're not. And I don't want any C-sharp tuning. I don't want to sound like some dumb arena rock band from the 80s. I need specific tuning. I need it to be at E-flat minor. And, of course, when I when I talk to the guys in the Leviathan Project, when I talk to Tommy Crash and I talk to Matt Nardo, I said to him, I said, I don't care if your other singer, Tim Ripper Owens, has what he's done. I don't give a shit about Judas Priest's tunings, for God's sakes. I really don't care. And I don't care what you did with Britney Fox and their tunings. 
you got to tune to what I do. And my voice is perfectly suited for E flat minor. So get your shit together and get it right. All right. <laughs> you do not need to read my mind. It's got to be E flat minor or else it is useless. I wish more musicians understood that. I wish more fans like you understood that E flat minor. That is where it's at in music, in sound, in life. E flat minor. It's the only way to go. Make sure everybody that you know knows that E flat minor. All right, Karsten. All right, bro. Hail and kill. Later. Uh, that was $20 worth. <laughs> Just 10. No, that was $20 worth. Was that? I gave him 20. I gave him an extra. Yeah, you, you gave him at least $20 worth. Yeah, for 10 bucks. Yeah, yeah. Check your email. All right. Let me see. All right. This one won't be as good as mine. <laughs> I know we played this, but I don't think we did the video of it. I think we may have played just the audio of this. So did I sell E flat minor? Well, I think you did. You, you convinced me and I have no idea what that is. I'm going to tell you the truth. I have no idea what it is. All right. But you I talked very convincingly about it. I knew, I knew it was something to do with music. So I yeah. rattled some shit off. There you go. All right. There we go. All right. Well, let's, let's set this up now. Go ahead, uh, huh? Taylor, this our, our own Taylor. She, she bought this from me from the great Eddie uh, five head trunk. At this point, he's like six head. He's got a lot of, yeah. a lot of skull going on there. He's That's got a lot of six head going on there. Now, just to be clear, is this the Jersey home or is this the Vegas? Uh, well, I'm thinking this is the Jersey home. I, I'm thinking this was done before he uh, bought his second home in Vegas. I'm just making sure because I don't know if you've heard, but he has two homes now. He's, one got, he's, a, he's a two home owned son of a bitch. That's right. But uh, this is uh, Eddie with a lot of CMSisms mm -hmm. that Taylor so cleverly crafted. Uh, for Eddie to repeat, and Eddie obviously does not get the joke. No, but but you longtime CMS listeners, you should get most of the references. All right, All right here you go. Here we go. Hey everybody, it's Eddie Trunk, and this message is for the great and powerful Wendell, and it's from Taylor, the Rev, Jake Bannerman, Mark and John, Jeffrey C, Victor, the Snake Man. And Kay and Abby, they want to wish you a happy Ramadan from all of your former employers. And they want to say thank you for being amazing, Wendell. Cheers. <laughs> so he's got the Sheldon Tarsha being the powerful man. Right. He's got me working for the Indians. Sure. He's she, He's got, uh, you know, obviously the Rev, a.k.a. Jake Bannerman. Kay and Abby. The amazing from the talking metal guys. Sure. You know, so all kinds of CMS isms in there that uh, only the true fan would get. He might get it too and just not care. You know, I'm going to be honest. I don't, think, I don't think he'd get it. Yeah, he probably wouldn't. I mean, that's a lot of inside stuff. But, dude, even if people have me do stuff, I'll just tell you how I'll tell you my, my opinion of Cameo, and it might be Ed's too. It probably is Ed's too. Who gives a shit? I, you know, I, Eddie, now Eddie won't say anything controversial that could be played back to hurt his, hurt his career or whatever. Right. But you know, my, my attitude is like, fuck it. You want me to talk about how, 
how good a ham feels on your dick, I'll do it. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. I, I mean, what, what do you got to lose? You don't I, have to sign with CBS or Viacom or any kind of media company, or yeah. you're not running for a political office or anything yeah, like that. I'm not worried about my boss finding out. So I don't give a fuck. Right. It's like this E flat minor thing. I don't know nothing about no E flat minor. I don't know if that guy was being serious or not. Right. I just went and did a pep. It said, give me a pep talk about E flat minor. Okay, here right. you go. Right. I looked and it he up. Might, and he might've been talking about, uh, you know, some kind of machinery that digs out coal. That could have been, I, don't, I hope not, because then it would have been really, <laughs> then I really missed the mark, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know anything about it, but I, looked it up and saw somebody play a note in E flat minor. And I said, fuck it. Let's rock. There you go. <laughs> you know, and I'll do that with any of them. I don't give a shit. And sure. Ed, you got to think Ed's the same way. Don't you? Well, yeah, of course. If it, if it's not something totally obscene, yeah, he's, he's just going to say whatever you ask him to say. Yeah. And boy, he really put in the extra effort here. Gave you what? 25 seconds. He did in his launcher in the backyard while he was grilling his steak. Yeah, I at least came in the studio and did mine with the green <laughs> screen. Professionalism. Yeah, I did mine with the green screen going at least. Jeez. Right. He's just hanging out in the backyard. Hey, let me make some money. Hey, <laughs> what's up, Wendell? How you doing? <laughs> Happy Ramadan. Right. From the Snake Man and Jake Bannerman. Right. You are amazing, my Indian friend. Amazing. My red dot in the forehead friend. Right. Now that would have been what he should have done. He should have put a red dot on his big old head. <laughs> yeah, that would have been great. Yeah, room for it. That's what I'm saying. He could have put a stop sign up there and still had room. But he could have put that up there and said, hey, I'm celebrating Ramadan too. Right. With you, Wendell. Me I, and I'm, you. I'm all inclusive. I'm I'm diverse and I'm inclusive. Now, wouldn't that be a good a good cameo? Yes, it would. But then again, he would be accused of, you know, making fun of some kind of a, you know, yeah, some, some kind of another culture or some kind of, you know, religion or something, sure. you know, Dude, everybody's think, super sensitive these days. I'm thinking about starting a second cameo. I've, I've done one now and I'm already th thinking about yeah. a second account. I'm branching out. Yeah, I'm branching out. Well, I am branching out, but you know, I I'm literally thinking about putting up another one for judge Aiken. There you go. The Judge Aiken cameo. You could put your wig on. Yeah, I'd put the you wig on and everything. And after you're done with your proclamation, you could slam your gavel. Yeah. yeah, this 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 ruling is for you, Wendy. It would be okay with me if you raped kids because you've got rocking tits. Not guilty. That'll be ten bucks. Sign it out. Yeah, that'll be ten bucks. There you go. Pay the bailiff on your way out. Exactly. <laughs> I'd love it. That would be fun. Why not? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Always thinking. I'm trying to, trying to avoid the fucking recession that um that this fucking cocksucker in the White House is trying desperately to put it put in place. Sure. I'm trying to fight it. <laughs> so funny. All right. Well, I think it's time to take a short break. Okay. Uh, I will play four songs if you're not keeping track. Okay, good. <laughs> well, since uh, you're uh, uh, talking about uh, Chris Aiken and, uh, you know, being the judge and all that kind of the stuff, mm -hmm. 
uh, I want to play a, a band that I think you like. I'm pretty sure you like them. Okay. White Trash. Love White Trash. And I thought we would play uh, a song called Judge Me Do. All right. Sounds good. All right. All right. Well, we're going to play a few songs. So here it is. It's White Trash with Judge Me Do exclusively here. On your classic metal show. Thanks for checking out this episode of The Classic Metal Show. Get all of our episodes uncensored at www.theclassicmetalshow.com. Join us weekly from 9 p.m. till 3 a.m. Eastern at www.cmsradio.net. Participate in the live chat room at www.chatandkill.com. Once again, thank you for checking out The Classic Metal Show with Neely and Chris. Hail and kill. Fuck you, pal. And hand job.